Immerse yourself in rich biblical history and Christian heritage with Vision Tours. Exploring Australia, the Holy Lands and other global destinations. Forge bonds of lasting friendship as you fellowship with like-minded believers and discover a new richness in your faith in Christ and a broader understanding of the world's Christian heritage. Enjoy the fellowship of a lifetime with Vision Tours. Explore upcoming tour packages at vision.org.au slash tours. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision. Well, as developments in the Middle East continue to deepen, we're turning our attention today to ask what is so special about God and his relationship with the Jewish people. I've invited Bible teacher Pastor David Richards to reflect on Bible foundations in understanding God and his purposes for his chosen people. And we'll talk too about where the church fits into all of that. Pastor David Richards, now in his 80s, converted to Christianity back in 1950 in the Brethren Assemblies. He served in the Apostolic Churches Australia, now Acts Global Churches, and for 17 years was pastor of the Seniors Ministry at the Hillsong Church in Sydney. He's an outstanding Bible teacher and a pleasure to welcome him back to 2020 today. David Richards, welcome back. Thank you, Neil. It's lovely to be with you. Thank you. David, I want to ask you about the Jewish people, because this has to take us back, doesn't it, to even Genesis in the Bible and what we all understand as the Abrahamic covenant. What's so special about a covenant between Abram and God? Well, the, the covenant between Abram and God was special because it, uh, it began to unfurl God's plans uh, with regard to the human race. Those plans that in Adam had gone astray, God now begins to reveal his master plan, and that was to call a man of faith out of the country where he was living. And according to Genesis 12 and 15, we have wonderful accounts there how God spoke to Abram and said, I want you to get up and pack your bags and your family, and I want you to go to the land that I am going to give you, and uh, there I'm going to bless you with that land. I'm going to uh, give you a great family. I'm going to make a great nation of you. And not only that, in you, through that nation, shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. So this is a far-reaching plan that God had, and it all depended on the introduction of uh, the Jewish, the Hebrew people there at that time with Abram. And at the time, Abram and Sarai had no children but God's idea of blessing them with offspring had a bigger, bigger dimension. As you've just said, it goes on to not only one nation, but to be the father of many nations. That's true, yes. Well, Abraham was blessed with other children besides Isaac, and uh, Ishmael, of course, was his half-brother. And, um, and of course, that's where a lot of the problems started that we're actually envisaging in the Middle East even today. And, uh, and, and of course, the family of faith, uh, is extended all around the world. And we here in Australia, we're part of that family of faith as we come into relationship with God through the work of Jesus on the cross. So when we're putting ourselves in the context here of the Bible, you've got Abraham and a covenant with God, uh, the formation of a nation, and then, of course, the uh, the extended blessing that comes to the nations of the world. And uh, we, of course, will say that is through Jesus Christ. So 
yes, here in Australia, we're a part of the biblical context. We are indeed. We are indeed, because that uh, nation that was being spawned there way back in Genesis was to be the vehicle for the introduction into the human race of the second Adam, the last Adam, Jesus, who would be more successful uh, than the first one, uh, where the first one lost the plot, this second one, to be introduced through this nation of Israel would be the one who would save the situation and eventually lead to a time where the Bible talks about the restitution of all things, putting everything back the way God intended it to be. And it's all because this man, Abram, was prepared to pack up his bags and have faith in God and leave home and go to where God wanted him to be. How significant do you think the story there of Abram and uh, the covenant is uh, when we talk about the overall purposes of what God had planned for the history of the world? Yes, well, God had a plan for Abram, and and he cut a covenant with him, and there's an account of how that happened. And uh, God God made this, and, and it was a covenant that was unconditional. God said, this is what I'm going to do. And because God had an intention that in his heart, his will and his purpose would eventually come to pass, and it would come to pass through this vehicle that he was now bringing to life through this man, Abram. When we talk about a covenant, we're talking about an agreement. And how do you reflect on the way that God holds his side of the bargain? If he's cut a covenant with Abram, and he's agreed to do some things, uh, I guess we put a lot of faith in the fact that he's going to be faithful in fulfilling the things that he agreed. Yes, he's certainly that, and uh, he's always been that. The problem has been on the other side of the bargain with the nation of Israel, who often walked away from the precepts that God had given to them and uh, caused all the problems that came upon them. Least of all, uh, and most of all, uh, was the fact that they rejected the Messiah that was promised when he came, and uh, that was their greatest mistake and their greatest error. Where do we put the church in all of that? Because if Israel was the plan, and uh, we'll say Jesus Christ, the Messiah, uh, but then something goes astray, things go off the rails with the nation of Israel, uh, could the church have been uh, such a thriving and flourishing expression of what God's extra plan would be if Israel had still been functioning, you know, on the same tracks. Well, God knew that Israel was going to fall over. God knew that. And uh, because in in, uh, Isaiah 46, God says some amazing things regarding his sovereignty. He says, look, I'm I'm God and there's nobody else. I know the end from the beginning. Uh, From ancient times, I declare things that are not yet done. I can do all sorts of things. And uh, uh, I knew way back in eternity that even though I brought into being this nation of Israel, that they were going to fail. But I had a promise uh, that that I needed to fulfill to myself, my will and my purpose, that there were things back in eternity that had gone wrong with regard to Lucifer and his rebellion that had to be rectified. And through the intransigence of Israel, for goodness sake, God was going to take out of a bad situation when they rejected his son, God was going to make something good out of it by saying, now I'll tell you my secret plan, and that is the day of grace, the conception of the church, the body of Christ, to be a heavenly purpose and uh, separate from the, the earthly purpose that God had 
for the nation of Israel. And so is this the way we describe uh, when God makes that promise to Abram that all the nations of the earth will be blessed? How do we understand that blessing that comes through Abram and through the people of Israel and then uh, ultimately uh, onto the rest of the world? Well, the original intention that God had for Adam was paradise in the Garden of Eden, but it all went astray. But Jesus, when he went into the wilderness and was tempted there by the devil, he went and he picked up the parcel where Adam had dropped it uh, with the intention that God's uh, original intention for a human race living in paradise on the earth could be fulfilled. And we see that eventually come to pass in the millennium and in the new heavens and the new earth, which are spoken to us about in Revelation 21 and 22. And uh, so God's intention originally for Adam will come to pass. But out of it all, out of all the problems, God will also call out a people for his name for a heavenly purpose as well. God's very clever in taking good things out of bad things. Let me ask you about something that uh, for some might even sound very controversial. And uh, I know you've got some thoughts on Israel and uh, the church Uh, with a suggestion that somehow or other these two plans, God's plan for Israel, God's plan to bless all the nations uh, through the church, that somehow they don't coexist. What does that look like? Well, the the original plan that God had for the nation of Israel was to be a nation on the earth and to be a blessing to all the other nations. Uh, It was, In other words, it's an earthly promise that God made. It's an earthly purpose. Uh, My wife and I had the privilege of being in Israel two or three years ago and we met with a rabbi there and um, we had a lovely chat with him and he said, look, he said, I understand, he said, you you Christian folk, you you believe in doing good things and uh, uh, all that sort of thing so that eventually you'll go to heaven and be there in heaven. He said, but we don't see it that way. He said, "We, we want to make the earth a better place. We want to make the world a better place. So that's according to the the vision that they had according to the covenant that God made with their father, Abraham. It was a, a blessing for this world, a paradise in this world. But out of their intransigence, as I mentioned before, God said, well, I'm also going to do something special and I'm going to call a church, the body of Christ, out for a heavenly purpose. And uh, the, the purpose of the nation of Israel was always, only, ever to be a nation on the earth And uh, we see that coming to fulfilment in the millennial reign of Jesus from uh, Jerusalem and uh, that they will then be that premier nation on the earth. But the church, the body of Christ, is not promised to be premier nation on the earth. The the promise for the church, the body of Christ, is that our citizenship is in heaven. Uh, The Apostle Paul tells us this about about this in uh, Philippians 3 and 20. He said, our citizenship is in heaven from which we look for our Saviour who will change this vile body and give us a body like unto his body of glory. And, of course, that is the hope of the church. So it's a different purpose. We have a heavenly purpose, uh, which, of course, we'll, we, uh, we will see uh, brought to pass and fulfilled at the rapture of the church, the body of Christ. Do you see things today as we look at the news headlines and uh, we can see those things unfolding in the Middle East uh, with that biblical foundation understanding, do you see some of those things coming to pass now, an earthly purpose 
in the nation of Israel. Um, I guess looking forward to that heavenly uh, calling upward, rapture, second coming of Christ uh, for the church. Thoughts here? Yes, well, when Israel rebelled against God by rejecting their Messiah, even after he rose from the dead and ascended back to heaven, they were still rejecting it. Not so much just the ordinary people, but the Sanhedrin, the leadership of the country, they said to the disciples, they said, you will not preach and teach in this name of Jesus anymore. And then they gave them a beating and sent them on their way. And uh, But still... The, uh, the leadership, the nation, the national leadership would not accept that Jesus was their Messiah. So that the plans that God had for the nation of Israel were put, they were deferred, they were put on hold. And God then introduced through the uh, uh, Paul, the Saul of Tarsus, who was a man who was totally opposed to the, to the uh, uh, young church that was growing, uh, he put on him and, and confronted him on the road to Damascus. And there he uh, told Paul exactly what he had in mind. And so that we had the Apostle Paul bringing to us in the letters that we have in the New Testament, the revelation concerning the body of Christ. And those two purposes are separate purposes. They cannot run in parallel together because they both have different uh, destinations. They both have different programs. They both have different ideas and, uh, and uh, qualifications. And so the, uh, the, the fact that we now see after 2,000 years that the nation of Israel has become a nation. A nation has been born in a day, as Isaiah prophesied so many 2,700 years ago. A nation will be born in a day. My goodness, he said, what am I prophesying? How can a nation be born in a day? On the 14th of May, 1948, we saw that come to pass. A nation was born in a day. And now there is a people of Israel back in the land again, and God is about to start dealing with them again, according to all of the things that Jesus spoke about in his uh, wonderful uh, expose and discourse on Mount Olivet just uh, at the end of his ministry. And so they're two totally different procedures, two totally different destinations. And so as we see uh, now, Israel is back in uh, ready to be involved in God's purposes again. We know that the time for the church is coming to a close. Well, Pastor David Richards, uh, very enlightening and uh, just in awe of the way the scripture just rolls off your tongue. Uh, beautiful insights there in understanding God's purposes right back to that covenant uh, that he cut uh, with Abram. And uh, an outstanding Bible teacher that you are, and I haven't got a website to point listeners to, but... Um, for listeners, if you'd like to be in touch with Pastor David Richards, uh, send me a message and I'll pass on an email address so that you can be interacting with him. Pastor David Richards, thank you so much for sharing these thoughts with us today on 2020. Thank you so much, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.